Thank you to everyone who took our listener survey. And congratulations to our prize winner, Kevin Langstaff, who is a Business Data Analyst 3 in Infection Prevention and Control. Your feedback will be invaluable in proving this podcast. The Teaching and Learning Center plays an essential role in how OHSU designs and delivers education across the university's nearly 90 programs in five schools. In December, they moved from the School of Nursing to the OHSU Auditorium Building. Now the team is gearing up to welcome the OHSU community at an open house on February 7th. But before you walk through the center's new doors, find out what the Teaching and Learning Center does for educators, learners, and the institution. It's Tuesday, January 29th, and this is OHSU Week. I'm Patrick Holmes. Becky Mossman sat down with Lisa Hatfield and Sarah Jacobs of the Teaching and Learning Center to discuss their services, who the center can help, and what really does pedagogical mean. Many of our listeners probably don't know much about the Teaching and Learning Center. So Lisa, why don't you tell us a little bit about what the Teaching and Learning Center does here at OHSU? The Teaching and Learning Center is the go-to place uh, for help with pedagogical and curricular support. If you want to learn more about how to be an effective instructor, then we're the place to visit, so please do visit us. We're also the home of Sakai, the learning management system uh, for the educational mission, and we also are, uh, are home to student academic support services, so we provide academic support to our students. So you mentioned pedagogical, and I want to hear more about what that means, and So pedagogy is the art and science of good teaching. And we really think that teaching uh, requires a lot of work. Um, Some people think that teaching is very natural to them, and some of it may be, but it is an area of study and of expertise, and there's a lot of great literature out there about how to be an effective teacher at all levels, whether it's early childhood, uh, secondary education, higher education, and in the academic health arena as well. And so our team does a great job with uh, helping uh, instructors become more effective, whether they want to learn more about um, setting up their classroom, virtual or otherwise, how to create a welcoming environment, how do we create assignments that meet our course objectives, what are course objectives, and how do we create good ones. We work with faculty in terms of assessments in their classroom and also programmatically. We have a great program uh, called the Assessment Academy, And we offer lots of workshops, everything from data visualization to aligning your assessments to your assignments, because sometimes they don't align and students are wondering, what am I being asked to do? And so that's a great program that we have. We also offer the Train Your Brain program where we come to you and we ask you what you want help with and you can choose from a menu um, that We work with uh, partners from across the institution, including the Office for Student Access. So one of the programs, uh, one of the menu items for Train Your Brain has to do with accessibility 101. What does that mean? How do I interact with accessible technology? What does that mean? Um, So we just offer a lot of uh, great resources for our faculty. And Assessment Academy starts on February 13th. You offer so many services, you mentioned. You must have a very diverse team. Sarah, why don't you tell us a little bit about what your team members specialize in and some of the things they do here? We, um, we all have master's degrees in education or other higher ed kind of related to education. And um, so I'll, half our team is really dedicated to um, online course design and um, 
and they take care of anything from um, setting up a course for the faculty member um, or working with a faculty member to make the online environment a better teaching and learning environment. And we run the course and teaching evaluation system, which is called Blue. And so um, we have experts on our team that that know all about evaluations, what the best practices are and how to get your response rates up and that sort of thing. And um, we have team members that sort of just sort outside of normal educational expertise. They are great photographers. They're great graphic designers, good curriculum developers. And, and I think we all sort of bring some sort of unique perspective to the work that we do. We also have an accessibility specialist, and that's a fairly new position, and I think a very important one. That specialist will help make your uh, curriculum, whether it's online or otherwise, accessible to be inclusive to the most diverse kinds of learners, whether they need an accommodation or not. It is a position that's grounded in universal design for learning, for education, which really says, how can we make the curriculum inclusive from the get-go and to have our instructors really think about that so they don't have to say at on the other end, oops, I need to give a student an accommodation, right? And so it's to be proactive and looking at how we can create c- curriculum, whether it's content or assessments, in a way that is inclusive for the most uh, diverse sets of learners. So many people probably are most familiar with the Teaching and Learning Center through Sakai. I want to hear a little bit more about what Sakai is and how you support that. Sakai is an open source platform, and um, we actually, our our lead educational technologist keeps it running and keeps it up and going, and basically any course that has an online component would be, uh, you'd see it on Sakai. In Sakai, you can find, if you're a faculty member, you can choose to put in there um, your syllabus, um, your content, so any assignments and readings. You can do quizzes and exams through Sakai. Uh, One of the greatest benefits, I think, especially for the online environment, is the forum and the discussions that students and faculty can have. Um, And there are some great faculty who are doing really great things with uh, encouraging much more robust discussion online. If you're a student, that's where you would go to see all of those same things, but you would see it from a student perspective, obviously. Um, If you have a face-to-face class, you can use Sakai as a course shell, so you can put all of that material there as well. Or it can just simply be a repository for just a few things that you want your students to have access to in one place so they don't have to keep emailing you for content. You offer a lot of different support and resources through the Teaching and Learning Center. Tell me, who would you like to see more of come through your doors? We'd love to see more of everybody. We're, we're really a resource here for all people at OHSU. A lot of times, you know, we'll say, oh, well, we don't do that, but we can find someone who does. And I think that's part of what's great about the TLC is we just kind of, we have resources. We know what we're, what we're aiming for, but um, we'd love to see people we haven't seen before. Um, we'd love to make more contact with the remote campuses and find out what, what problems plague them and what awesome things they're doing. So in addition to faculty and instructors who use our services, we'd love to have uh, students, all learners, graduate students, teaching assistants, um, residents use our services. The Train Your Brain uh, menu offers lots of uh, options for not only instructors, but for learners as well. I think uh, faculty might be interested in in, um, attending some of the learner options as well. I think that'll be helpful in their classroom and vice versa, really. 
And Assessment Academy actually has a couple of sessions that are designed for really anyone who's working in assessment at OHSU, whether it's a staff member or a faculty or administration or even students. Anyone doing work in program evaluation, uh, they should check out the Assessment Academy and see if there are some topics that may be of interest to them. Can I get a couple of examples of some of the Train Your Brain course offerings? We have a couple of different offerings um, on accessibility and how to make your material, your classroom, your teaching more accessible. Those are some really cool topics. Um, We have uh, topics on active learning, how to engage your students in forums in an online classroom, how to give feedback to students, how to solicit feedback if you're a student from a faculty member or a mentor. So let's change the change the tone just a little bit. Um, Lisa, what inspires you to do the work you do? The opportunity to improve teaching and learning at OHSU, how could you not be inspired if that was your task? I think that's what that's what excites me every morning when I come here is that I'm part of something larger. I'm part of some systems and some smaller systems and some programs that are all working toward this goal of educating everyone, faculty, learners, and how we can all learn from each other and to be a part of that, which impacts not only them, but also the people that they touch, uh, is just phenomenal for me. My background's in education, and, and that's really why I love being in it. Sarah, how about you? What gets you out of bed and up to OHSU every day? Coffee. (laughs) Um, And also, I I really am inspired by the students and making a difference in their lives, even if it's indirectly, um, through helping faculty be better educators and helping students learn. That's really what my passion is is about, and that's why I come to work (laughs) every day. So this is a pretty large question, but... Lisa, maybe you can start us off. What's your vision for education at OHSU, and how does the Teaching and Learning Center play a role in that vision? My vision is that all faculty and learners feel excited about what they're doing and that they will all try to improve their own learning, not just the learners, but the faculty as well, and that we see learning as truly lifelong in that sense um, and that they all will have expertise. We often talk about evidence-based learning, evidence-based practices, which I wholeheartedly agree. I would also add that evidence-based means not only what's in the literature, and what's in the research, but also what's in the stories. And my vision of education at OHSU is that in that evidence that we, we seek, that we listen to the stories and the narratives that people bring. I think that's really important in addition to, to, to the quantitative literature that we, that we often seek, which is important, um, but we need, we need both pieces. And I would, I would agree with all of that. And, and I would love to see faculty more engaged in the scholarship of teaching and learning. What are we doing at OHSU that is improving teaching practice here at OHSU, locally, nationally, worldwide? What are we doing that's excellent? And what could we do better? And write about that and be a part of the conversation. Education, I want to see education elevated as, as, as an integral part of, of the university. So the Teaching and Learning Center recently moved locations. Tell us where we can find you. We are in the old library, the auditorium building, and we're on the third floor. 
We are in a great space. It's beautiful, and we want everyone to visit us. We're on the third floor along with the Office of International Affairs and the Office for Student Access, as well as some people from Educational Improvement and Innovation. Um, And we are having an open house to celebrate our move. We've been here in about a month. Our open house will be Thursday, February 7th from 10 to 2. Please come by. We'll have lots of fun activities. You'll get to know us, uh, the team. You'll get to play some games. You'll get to have a chance to win some great prizes. Um, And just to become familiar not only with our new space, but also who we are and who the wonderful people on the team really are. You offer a lot of different services here at the Teaching and Learning Center. I want to give our listeners an understanding of what that might look like. What are the types of things that they might experience or or understand about you? Yeah, so we have um, our faculty here are doing lots of different kinds of things. We've in the past, we've done teaching observation um, and we've done faculty coaching on whatever they want. So we'll come into the classroom and we'll ask what their what their goals are and then um, and then help sort of them reach those goals. Um, we have faculty members who are serving on various committees as education experts and as sort of consultants in that way. We will help you write course objectives. Um, we will help you design your curriculum. You know, maybe one of our faculty members could be working on a brand new uh, way to engage a learner online. And then, you know, on a day-to-day basis, uh, the faculty members could be designing a course. They could be taking calls and technical issues that come up with Sakai. They could be looking at research in teaching and learning. Uh, They could be writing research in teaching and learning. So there's a lot. We also have one faculty member dedicated to student academic support, and she is available for students across the institution from all schools and programs to help them with their time management, to help them with their study habits, to help with board exams. She also organizes the tutoring for the first-year medical students as well. And so there's a great resource available that students can access to help uh, become better learners. OHSU Week is a production of Strategic Communications. This episode was produced by Becky Mossman and edited by Josh Anderson. I'm Patrick Holmes. See you next week.